0: Good Friday, April 7th, 7 p.m. at World Harvest Church. Join Dr. Rod Parsley and Harvest Music Live as part of our Easter weekend celebration that your entire family will enjoy. Your children ages 0 to 5th grade will journey with Jesus as they encounter the Easter story in Kid Harvest Clubhouse. Plus, popcorn party, giveaways, games, and more. Good Friday, April 7th, 7 p.m this Easter Sunday, April 9th, 10 a.m. at World Harvest Church. Join Dr. Rod Parsley and Harvest Music Live for a Resurrection Sunday celebration your entire family will enjoy. Your children will celebrate with Kid Harvest Clubhouse featuring an outdoor Easter egg hunt, bikes, skateboard giveaways, games, crafts, treats, and more. Easter Sunday morning, April 9th, 10 a.m. at World Harvest Church. For more information, visit whc.life. If you have a Bible, it's a good thing to have in church. It'll scare the hell out of you. Don't get offended, just get the hell out of you. Amen. I want you to turn to the book of Psalms. This is a year for the Psalter. This is a year to pray two things every single day of your life. Number one, the Our Father. Those of you from a Roman Catholic background or an Episcopal background know what I'm talking about. The Our Father. Most Protestant folks call that the Lord's Prayer. So let's pray it together. You ready? Our Father. Isn't it interesting? Jesus immediately identifies with us. This is the living Son of God, God Emmanuel, God incarnate, God in the flesh, every bit as much God as man, not deity humanized, not humanity deified, all God, all man. And he was asked by his disciples a very interesting question. Lord, teach us to pray. So if you haven't had him teach you to pray, you don't know how to pray aright, therefore you're praying amiss, therefore your prayers go seemingly unanswered. You can't just read the Bible, you have to read the Bible. So when the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray, Jesus, out of his spirit, gave them a specific instruction. Everybody say, specific. Specific. Yeah. I, I was single till I was 29. I didn't get married till I was 29. And a lot of the ladies said, Well, I saw you at that time, and I can understand that. But the I talked fast. Just hang with me. So I used to pray, God, send me a wife. I've been pastor in this church since I'm 19 years old. Started with 17 people in my parents' backyard. And uh, now, you know, I'm getting on up there. I'm thinking, you know, this thing may pass me by. I'm, I'm 29 years old. I said, I, I, I need to be married and whether I need it or not, I want it, because he's not just a God that meets your need. I ain't got nobody gonna shout in here today. I said, he's not just a need-meeting God. The first miracle Jesus ever performed was not a miracle of need, it was a miracle of want. When they wanted wine, they could have drank Perrier, water, They could have drank orange juice, but they wanted wine. Why do you think Jesus was called by Mary, his mother's faith, out of a season that he was not yet supposed to be in? You know, your faith can get Jesus to show up even when he wasn't gonna be there for a while. May not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. So her faith reached out there. He said, Woman, my time is not yet. Mary's faith went to the porters and said to them, Whatever he says to you, this is where Nike got it. Just do it. Whatever he says to you, just do it. Whatever he says to you today, just do it. And there's a miracle attached on the back end of that thing because his miracle is manifested by what he does when you obey. Obedience is the key that unlocks the door that swings on the hinges of faith. I ain't got nobody listening. So there, we are with a miracle waiting. Just waiting. Jesus here identifies who his father is, who our father is. If you ever expect your prayers to become effectual, effective, it happens according to Philemon chapter 1 verse 6, by the acknowledging of every good thing which is within you. There is nothing good within you except that book that lies open on your lap. That's the only thing good in you. So, you pray this way. You pray to the Father. You do not pray to Jesus. Stop having habits. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. First of all, his name is not Jesus. His name is Jesus the Christ, the anointed one and his anointing. So, it is either Lord Jesus or it is Jesus Christ. But you do not pray to him, you pray with him. Hear me. Because whethersoever two or three are gathered together in my name, that's you and him. In the Our Father, the Lord Jesus Christ Himself becomes your prayer partner. always in agreement with you. He, the Lord of glory, the I am that I am, the lion of the tribe of Judah. Shall I go on? The Lord Jesus Christ is your prayer partner. He identifies with you. He says, we are one. He is right now at the right hand of the Father to make intercession, to stand in the gap between ourselves and our Father. As one of us. He says, I've been down there, I've been beaten, I know what that feels like. I've been rejected, I know what that feels like. I've been lied about, I know what that feels like. I've been put before the magistrates, I know what that feels like. I've been burdened down praying till my perspiration became blood. I know what that feels like, Father. I'm getting all this, I shouldn't be doing this. All I want to do is pray the Our Father with you. So you pray to the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the power and the unction of the Holy Spirit that is within you. That's how you pray effectively and effectually. And 90% of your prayer should be Scripture. Okay, I got three grunts. I'm on a roll. Your prayer is not about me, mine, ours. You should record your prayer and then listen to it. See how many times I, me, mine are mentioned, how many times they are mentioned. That's why you don't get healed. The book says, and the book is right and they're wrong, The book didn't say pray and you'll be healed. The book said pray one for another that you may be healed. So the number one way to get a healing is to pray for somebody else to get the one you need. I never pray an I prayer. I never pray an I prayer because it's not about me. You're looking at me, you know, with your halo crooked on your horn. I don't pray for me. If I do pray for me, I pray for we. I have an usher friend here. Has squamous cell carcinoma just like me. I have a friend named Ricky. He he is the husband of, help me, Pastor Chris, somebody. Karen Peck. He's Karen Peck of Karen Peck and New River, Great Southern Gospel Group. He He's the husband of the lead singer and founder of the group, Karen Peck. Same cancer I have, squamous cell carcinoma. I never even thank God for my healing that I don't thank God for theirs first. Yeah. People say, it seems like you get your prayers answered. Well, let me help you. You pray to whom? God the Father. Yahweh. Elohim. Jehovah issus Hakaboth. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Jehovah Jireh. He is Jireh. Amen. So you pray to him. In the name of Jesus Christ by the power, unction, anointing of the Holy Ghost. That prayer will never go unanswered. So be careful what you pray for. You must learn to pray, as I was telling you, with specificity. I did not marry until I was 29. That's mainly on me, because I did not pray with specificity. I prayed, God, I need a wife. And man, they started showing up. They were like dropping off the trees. You know, cereal Christians, flakes, nuts, and fruits. They were just everywhere. One of them went running, screaming around my office one day. Had already bought her wedding dress. That's when I learned to pray with specificity. So I started praying like this. God, I don't want no ugly woman because I'm only doing this once and I'm not trading her in when she's 40 for 220s. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to be looking at this from now on and I don't want to roll over in the morning and go, what oh, no! I want a woman pretty with makeup and without. I want a Holy Ghost woman that'll stay out of my way. Have you preachers need to learn that. Have you going to be preachers need to learn that. So I prayed with specificity. Our Father, say it. Which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Now, right here in this circle as it is in heaven. Give us this day every single thing we need and want. Oh, our daily bread. And you get an RP, you get the PRP version. All right. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us, don't say death, say sin. The guy that changed it to that was, must have been full of sin. He didn't want to talk about it like most preachers. Forgive us of our sins. Here's when you can stop asking for forgiveness. When you stop sinning. According to what Jesus said, you got a problem with that about every day. People that tell you, You accept Jesus Christ, you'll never sin again. Don't have a Bible. That's a lie. Or Jesus wouldn't have taught us to ask for forgiveness every day if we didn't need it. Somebody shout in this Presbyterian church. Forgive us of our sins. Put the emphasis on the right syllable, shout sin. Forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. That's the reason Mark 11, 22 to 24 doesn't work for most people. You know what Mark 11, 22 to 24 is, don't you? Have faith in God for truly I say to you that whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but believe those things that saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. But wait, there's a 25th verse. And when you stand praying, forgive. That root of bitterness has to come out of you. That root of unforgiveness has to get dislodged from your spirit. And you gotta stop talking that way. You gotta stop clicking that way if it's not edifying if it's not upbuilding if it's not glorifying to your savior stop your thumbs and close your mouth whatsoever things are pure whatsoever things are holy whatsoever things are honest whatsoever things are of a good report if there be any virtue that means power if there be any praise think on these things hallelujah Forgive us of our sins and we forgive those who sinned against us. And let us not, I don't care what that says up there, and let us not fall into temptation. Most people say, lead us not into temptation. God tempts no person with evil. So that's a horrible translation. You know, get yourself something other than a KJV. I know you think Jesus preached from it, but that's not true. 1611 was when the King James Version was established. So, or come to Valor Christian College and learn the Greek and Hebrew, then you'll really be flying. Some of you preachers who stopped learning, where are we? Let us not fall into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Why? Thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, thine is the glory forever and forever, amen. Pray it every morning, pray it when you eat your lunch, pray it before you go to bed. And in 2023, pray Psalm 23 three times a day. Lord, you are our shepherd. You say, well, the book says my shepherd. Yeah, but I told you I don't pray me my. I get the right pronouns. Lord, you are our shepherd. We shall not Want everybody lose your natural black, white, Hispanic, Latina, Asian, don't know mind right now because the book said in 2023, I shall not want. So give him glory for whatever you want. Oh, that's weak. That's weak. That's weak. You need a new building, give him glory for it. This is the the year. I'm watching my time. I'm watching it tick by. You may be seated. So I said all that to get you into the Psalter, the book of Psalms, the book of Psalms and the Lord's Prayer, the 23rd Psalm, which is not a death rant, The only time people hear it's at a funeral. This is a living song. The Lord is my shepherd. Oh, don't get me started. I shall not want. He makes us to lie down in green pastures. He leads us beside still waters. He restores our souls. He leads us in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of a bunch of porn drunk heroin using yea though I walk through the valley of most church services yea I walk though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death we will fear no evil for thou art with us thy rod thy staff they comfort us I can get no help in here thou anointest My head with oil. You know what that means? You're not going to face anything today. That shepherd would get up first thing he did in the morning, pour oil over the head of every sheep in his flock. Why would he do that? Because they're going out to graze. They're going out among the danger. They're going out among the wolves. They're going out among the coyotes. They're going out into dangerous places with sharp rocks while they're trying to feed. And he knew they'd get cut, and God knew you'd get cut too. I got a (laughs) boo-boo. Well, of course you got a boo-boo you don't have a boo-boo, you're not saved. And you're sure enough not feeding on that word. I said you're sure enough not feeding on that word. They go out and graze, and those rocks would cut them. But that shepherd had already provided the healing ointment, the oil, that as soon as that cut happened, the oil was already there. Say he's Jireh. I asked you to shout, he's Jireh. That means he is the Elohim that provides the El Shaddai before there ever is a need. I'm going to get to the text here. Say, I shall not want. So turn in the Psalter. The the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father, and the Psalter, the Book of Psalms, are the two most prayed prayers recorded in your Bible. One in the Old Covenant, one in the New. Psalm 23 in 2023. But I'm going to draw a text today, if for no other reason than to say I did, from the eighth division of the Psalms, a very powerful verse. Chapter 8 verses three and four. I believe I'm bringing it to you. It's either from the Message Bible, is that it? It's from the Message. Uh, I usually will use the Message or the Passion Translation alongside the the, uh, MEV, the Modern English Version. Psalm chapter eight, verses three and four. I look up at your macro sky dark and enormous. Your handmade sky jewelry, moon, stars, mounted in their settings. Then I look from the macro to my micro self and wonder why Do you bother with us? Why do you take a second look our way? I believe the KJV says words like this. What is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that thou visitest him. Thou has made him... Get ready, you religious folk, I'm about to kill your cow right now. You, God, have made man a little lower than Elohim, not angels. Terrible translation. You are not made less than angels, you command angels. His angels hearken to the voice of the Word of God out of your mouth and yours are mainly unemployed because you never give them anything to do. What is man that thou art mindful? In the 60s, they're developed. And as I shared with you, I've been a part of several decades, eight of them. And I remember in the 60s, we had uh, this thing break forth that uh, came off of university campuses. Yeah. Dr. Dumbbell sat in his mahogany office with his oaken desk with a pipe and smoke coming out of it encircling his balding head peered over the brim of his glasses and made an announcement. God Is dead. A prophecy, I hope this isn't over your head, a prophecy of apostasy should never surprise God's remnant. Without apostasy, there is no revival. Without a backslidden generation, there is no breathed over the sapphire seal of heaven's gate, the fire of revival. Without a stock market crash, there would have been no businessman's revival. Started in New York City with Mr. Lanfear with one man announcing that he was going to pray for one hour a day that spread into over 10 million people praying at one time every day in the United States of America and a full one-third of the population of America getting born again. Did you ever see the gangs of New York? It's not a sin. The gangs of New York, those bloody gangs, where everything was ruled by the dagger, the knife, and the butcher's instruments. It was at that time, Mr. Lamphere decided to start a prayer meeting. Not when Wall Street was at an all-time high, It was at the end of the bloodiest Civil War that the Spanish flu, wasn't it? Which war was it? World War I. At the end of World War I, the Spanish flu broke out and that's actually what ended World War I. Right on the heels of that, the greatest revival that the earth had ever seen after a pandemic. (laughs) Revival if, hear me now, hear me now, God is not dead. I'm gonna try again and get saved Holy Ghost filled people to at least say an amen. God is not dead. I'm going to try again. God is not dead. <laughs> Psalm 14, we're back to the Psalter. Psalm 14, 1. The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. Third graders being taught by the National Teachers Organization, paying off politicians to put in third graders curriculum. I watched a six-year-old boy the other day stand up and read a book that he had been given in school graphically describing homosexual sex acts Go ahead and leave your child in public school and then wonder why they act like Egyptians when you sent them to Egypt to be trained six hours a day, five days a week for nine months a year, and then you get nervous in church when it goes more than 45 minutes. I'm preaching really good, man. I'm, I'm feeling good right about now. Shout, what are we doing? God is not dead. Nope, I'm not going to be satisfied till you look around every person near you and without smiling, some little sheepish smile, look them right in the eye and say, God is not dead. (laughs) Say to the other person, "God, I need somebody to understand that the God that rides the wild wings of the morning Is not dead. Have you see it. God is a spirit. In fact, the book says God is that spirit, meaning He's the only one. <laughs> I said He's the only one. Why do you tremble about demons? Why do we cower in fear and hide out in sanctuaries? God must stare over heaven's gate and wonder at the apathy and the appalling weakness of the so-called church as we cower in fear, afraid of the very things he gave us power to overcome. Ah, Here it is, behold, I give you power. I give you power to talk in tongues. That's not what he said. I give you power to tread on serpents, serpents. I give you power to tread in crack houses and shut them down. I give you power. To tread upon COVID 19. I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you. Somebody shout, "God's God's not dead. Behold, he said, I give you power. Power over sin. Power over Satan. Power, little little lady from Tennessee. Power to walk up to a child and say, "Be gone." To heal diseases. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They will cast out devils, not live with them, not watch them on Netflix. Power over Satan, power over sickness, power over demons, power over depravity, power over diseases i dare you to shout, God's not dead, and I have power. Now just glorify. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.